Yeah, so we're back with episode two for the What You Talking About podcast. And I know I've been gone for a little bit. Uh, just busy getting schedules and things like that, getting sorted out. Uh, thankfully, my assistant has reached out to my guest assistant, and we've sorted our days. Uh, so yeah, like I said before, we're going to be discussing uh, really just being healthy, going to the gym, stuff like that. Because normally when you see these types of people on Instagram or Facebook, I know my first thought is just like, look at this fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy. But I actually met one of these guys, and he's not too bad. Uh, he's a pretty good dude. I'm going to bring on the show right now, Ivan Harris. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I, uh, I like that intro. They're very passive-aggressive. Look at this fucking guy. Oh, I met one of these guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're up? Uh, I, um, what are we getting into today? We're talking, you're just gonna pick my brain about uh i want to do a deep dive what got you to this because i'm not i know you just a little bit but i've like i said you see me i've gone through the instagram and i'm just like man this guy is all about the health i've talked to you about like diets or things like that and i've heard you talk about other diets and for me in the year 2020 being I'm, i'm 22 when you ask people a question about things you really, really appreciate when someone has an answer or tries to answer your question. Because nowadays, if you ask a simple question or about anything, the first answer most people reply with is, look it up online. Check it out online. And it's just like, nah, motherfucker, like I'm trying to have a conversation. I want to know more from you. Someone that's, if you're not, you don't know about it, just say you don't know about it. Throw a guess out there. Talk to me. That's normal shit. But like I said, nowadays, everyone just look it up online. Figure it out online. But you, when I brought up health stuff and things like that, you're the first person that I'm just like, this dude is doing this health shit organically. Because I've met people that I grew up with or know people that are, like, super buff and everything. And, like, low-key, I find out later on these fools have, like, steroids or they're on some other shit. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So the rumors were true back in high school, huh? Damn. So I just wanted to know, like, the breakdown of, like, from where you started to where you are now. Like, like most of the in-between there okay well i guess we'll start with so you know like you were saying that you ask people for advice and the knee-jerk reaction nowadays we'll just look it up that's actually how i started with this because like i've been on i guess you would say this journey for it's been years where you know honestly i feel i feel like oprah in, in the friggin 90s where i'll lose a ton of weight and I'll be in really good shape. Then I'll fall off the wagon. I'll gain a bunch of weight. I'm constantly yo-yoing between being healthy and unhealthy, but it wasn't until very recently that I've, I've really taken the reins on my uh, health and fitness routine. And a lot of it did start out by just uh, having a plan, doing some research because you know, you read everybody, everybody, especially on Instagram, everybody on Instagram is an expert. Everybody throws in their two cents. Everybody thinks that they know the answer. And really, they're not wrong. There's no one answer when it comes to dieting, when it comes to exercise. There's no one right approach. There are a lot of wrong approaches. Uh and, uh, And a lot of those, I feel like a lot of those wrong approaches stem from our need for instant gratification, our need for 
well and social and social media doesn't help things at all because you'll follow you know uh, a fitness uh, a fitness model or you'll follow someone that posts their workouts on Instagram and all you see is what they've curated for social media so you'll see them you know rocking the abs looking good yeah but you don't see how they started a lot of these people and i mean you're seeing it more i feel like you're seeing it more and more a lot more of these people are at least the ones to follow that, that's what i would say that would be my suggestion like if you're on instagram and if you're following people to inspire you to be better with your health with your diet with your mental health i would suggest uh, a good you know a good a good thing to look for is do they talk about the times when they don't look good like do they post pictures of what they used to look like do they post progress pictures and if they do they're a lot more than likely they're a lot more humble they're probably on a, a smarter track as opposed mm. to the dude that posts nothing but like oh i you know where to assume that he was born with the six pack right so I mean, when so, uh, when I see it, it's like before, like all the social media stuff like that. Growing up, you would just see like these commercials where they're like, "Put these pads on your stomach while you sit down and watch TV." Boom, six pack, and it's like, order this shit for nineteen ninety five and all that. Like that's the era where I come from, and nowadays, like you have like I don't think people realize that when people get you know a pretty good following on the on social media, and they you know they get verified, they're they put in their bio they're a you know health teacher and all that shit whatever they're teaching you how to lose weight in these products um they have people go through their profiles and say you know you need to delete some of these things because we don't want companies to see posts with low likes and low interaction and certain things so that's why you see a lot of them are just like oh shit like you said like you're just born with a six-pack you have these guns since you came out the womb and shit like a lot of it comes off as a facade. Cause I remember when, like when Instagram got with that, it was like we're selling flat tummy tea from these Instagram models and everything. We sell these this tummy tea, da 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 da, lose weight. Oh my god, this changed my life and such. And it's like, well, well, damn. Like there, you don't really see like I've seen your post where you're like you're in the gym. A lot of these fitness people aren't in the gym. They're promoting uh, shakes, protein shakes. They're promoting uh, different products, and it's like, where do you go to the gym at at any time? And then, like, as I got older, I know people that are like, we take pills to lose weight. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, there's just some real sketchiness out there. That's why I've always been like, I want to ask people, like, what is, like, your plans? Like, or what do you, like, go into a workout with? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, that's right away, anybody trying to sell you a pill or a shake, or a device that's it's snake oil it's not it's it's them feeding into that need for instant gratification them feeding especially like um especially in El, we'll say like in el paso or in areas where i'm just gonna, herbalife herbalife is one of the biggest scams it's a pyramid scheme it's oh, yeah. a pyramid scheme that preys on people wanting to be healthier but not wanting to put in the work because i mean okay when it comes right down to it to 
we're just talking weight loss, uh. the way the way to do it is not quick. It's it's a it's a process. It's a process that doesn't jive with our our culture's sensibilities of you know we have every kind of food at our disposal Mm. we can uber eats ourselves things from five six different restaurants and it doesn't it doesn't jive when you i actually i just saw this recently um i was i was curious about nutritional facts for for different food items and i looked up the nutritional facts for like a, it was like an oreo shake from baskin robbins and not even large the medium and that shake it's got it's like it's a hundred grams of sugar in one medium shake hundred and you have people that that's their you know a couple times out of the week oh well let's go to dq we're gonna you know, we'll 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 be bad today. We'll we'll have the we'll have the shake. We'll have the blizzard. We'll have the this for breakfast. We'll have this for lunch. And they don't realize that you know they're kind of nickel and diming themselves into mm. a really bad, really bad cycle. Because that's what I used to do when I got you know the heaviest that I've ever, that I've ever gotten personally was around two hundred forty five, two hundred fifty pounds, mm. and. I was active, you know, I, I worked out regularly, I did my cardio, I did my weightlifting, and I did all of this thinking, like, yeah, I can, you know, I'll lose weight as long as I hop on the row machine, as long as I go for a run for half an hour, yeah, and you know, I'm exercising, I'm gonna lose weight, but at the same time, I would, I would go to Taco Bell, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, yeah. and they, I never never put it together because we like to think like oh no the way to lose weight is you gotta exercise so nothing else really matters. yeah like, exactly just work out and it'll be fine you know work what, out when you when you say that was your heaviest what was like what was your body type like like when, when you were like in like uh middle school high schoolish where you just like man that question sounds kind of crazy in 2020 but like what were you like were you like were you always kind of like oh i'm a little bit chunky <coughs> And then it got kind of to uh, that point, or what? What were you like? Well, as a kid, I was I was kind of a scrawny kid going through middle school. I mm. I was a little chubby. I was kind of a fat kid in middle school. Um, real self conscious about it. Uh, it was funny actually. I would wear a heavy winter jacket every day mm. uh, in, in El Paso. So there would be summers where we'd be out at recess, and I'd be just dying of heat stroke with the heavy winter coat and they that want too hot no no it's, it's actually kind of chilly out here i'm a little you know you guys don't feel that breeze you know and <laughs> no clouds in the sky it's 105 i'm visibly sweating but i am mortified over having a little bit of a pot belly that i'm willing to risk severe dehydration but uh going into high school you know i did sports in high school i, I leaned out a lot in school mm-hmm Graduated high school, uh, I'm six foot, I graduated high school, I was really stringy, like 170 pounds, um, and then just from there on out, I started to gain weight, but as I started to gain weight, like I said, I would, I would lift weights and I would exercise, but it wasn't proportionate to the way that I was eating, 
Mm. So it was just kind of, I was just kind of ramping up to, to you know, to being kind of a, kind of a hefty Jeff. Which, and I mean, I'll, I will preface this, like all of this, like this is, and like I, I put posts on my social media about this a lot. I post about it a lot. This is a personal preference because I know that, you know, this, this idea of um, the, the body positivity movement and the normalizing different types of bodies, there are different types of bodies. And yeah. you can have someone, like when I was heavier, I was still working out. I was getting my cardio in. So I was, but like a fat guy, but that was only externally. Like I, you know, I had, uh, we do, for my work, we do physicals every year. Um, my cholesterol levels were really good. My my good cholesterol was always really good. My bad cholesterol was always really low. So really on the my, outside, people would be like, oh, that guy looks like he's a little bit out of yeah. shape. But like as your doctor exactly. was looking at it, like, well, surprisingly, motherfucker, like this dude's in the clear, like on the health-wise side of it. So really it's yeah, kind of like a... Yeah, like a mix-up. Yeah, well, it's, there are a lot of, and that's and that's why I mean to say, like, I don't equate, like, I don't see someone that's overweight or someone that's a little heavier. I don't see them and say, like, oh, I don't immediately think, oh, they're out of shape, they're not competing, because I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, I was a, I was a heftier guy, but I could run, I could row, I could swim, I could lift. Like, it's it's not my wanting to change my body was a personal preference born out of uh born out of insecurities when i was younger and rather than like personally uh, and there there were a lot of factors it was it was the insecurities of as a child it was and this is getting kind of getting a little deeper there but you know my dad was was kind of a heavy guy kind of an out of shape overweight guy Mm. and I was always kind of mortified at becoming that because he, you know, heftier guy, balding, like he lost most of his hair. And I picked up that gene or that, that trait, you know, I started losing my hair at, at a younger age. I was real self-conscious about it for a long time. I shaved my head now. I, you know, I, Honestly, Which is the it. right thing to do compared to what I've seen a lot of people. I know it's tough because like that's a fear every guy has, but like you know going through that, it's like it's some, sometimes it's better to shave it, in my opinion. To go I will say it. that, yeah, that's I will always be of the camp that like don't hang on to scraps. Like if you're rocking like the Friar Tuck ring <laughs> and you're combing it over, like you either own it yeah. or you shave it. Don't comb it over. Don't comb it forward. Nobody, nobody thinks that you got a full head of hair when you got a few little strangly, you know, a few little strands. Right. Own it. Own yeah. it or shave it. Yeah, but, man. I, I can relate to that um, quite a bit because, like, um, growing up, I was, like you said, I was, I was always the smallest kid, dude. Always. Like, like, uh, like I never knew, like, I was always the smallest kid. Like, even when I went to, high, going into high school, I was, like, like, that was my, I think, my final growth spurt. And I was like, yo, I feel so much taller, da-da-da-da-da. I show up to school. Everyone I know is fucking skyscrapers to me. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Fuck my life. So, like, only thing I got from me going, like, going is, like, I got to talk shit. I got to have, I got to be good with words. Because, like, these motherfuckers are just 
bigger than me. I got to stand out in some way. But I'm just like being like, you know, like small and scrawny. I was always like, well, I, I want to do the gym stuff. But like I was only self-conscious. I'm like, fuck, I'm way weaker. I'm way weaker than some of these motherfuckers. Like some of these motherfuckers just have like, have like their dad, like get their genetics. I'm like, I'm like God damn, dude, your dad is like, looks like a fucking MMA fighter. And I know you're going to get those genetics. So you already got a head start. So I'm just like, why am I trying? Like, why am I trying to compete with you? When I really should have been like, how can I just improve myself and like gradually get toward that if I wanted to, you know? Um, I remember in gym class, we had a new gym teacher and he was like, I'm going to break you guys up. We're going to start going to the weight room more, which I was cool with. I was being a lazy fuck in the weight room anyway, just doing legs because that's all I got going for me. And I remember he was like, Jordan, like I was a freshman. He like put some freshman kids together and I was like, damn, he didn't call my name. What's going on? Well, this fucker puts me, like, with these seniors, and we're doing, like, uh, squats, and I'm just, like, I'm, like, I'm weighing maybe 140 at the time. I'm doing around 180 around there, maybe. Maybe. If I'm talking shit, I'm probably talking shit, but I'm doing well for, like, a freshman. I'm doing my thing. Like, I'm, like, oh, this is this is all right, which may not be much, but I'm sitting here with these seniors. They're putting, like, 200-something, 300-something of them, and I'm, like, you're going to get me hurt, dude. Like, this is crazy to sit here and be like, yeah, Jordan, just stay with them. And I was like, dude, you're out of your fucking mind. And I was always like, man, I don't I don't like this gym shit. Because, like, this dude's trying to get me hurt. And I'm looking like a fucking little bitch because I'm him with seniors. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. You know what I mean? So, like, I was always just turned off to that shit. Like, nah, pass this shit the fuck on. I'm just going to do legs the whole time I'm in this fucking class. Like, so that always just turned me off. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like this shit. I don't want to do this shit. Like. It's not for me, so that's what really yeah. like messed me up for a while. And that's and that's the problem is that a lot of gyms, a lot of people that work out have the, especially men have this mentality. It's this competitive mentality, but you know, unless unless you're competing, there's no point in having that mentality of, you know, there's no point in having that competitive mentality. That mentality of like, oh, I can. I mean, really that idea oh i can lift heavier than you it doesn't matter like it doesn't uh, matter everybody's going to the gym for their own uh for their own purposes and you know it's like you were saying you know you were a little bit shorter as a kid there there are things that we can't control which i mean that's always that's always been confusing um because i don't know i don't know if it's still a thing but a while back, there was it was kind of in vogue. In vogue, to, you would see a lot of the memes that was trashing guys that are under five ten, which I've never understood. Oh, people because, still bring like that that joke of like if you're six feet or under and shit like that. They I don't they get still that. use. I don't I don't get it either. But like, I've seen things online where people are like, yeah, we don't talk to anybody under six foot or things like that. Like they really tried to push that, but. I haven't really seen anybody personally like bring that up in their life. I've seen it online, but not for real, like in real life. Yeah, no, it's it's a little it's a little ridiculous uh, to to rely to to weigh in so much on things that we have no control over. But yeah, definitely the gym mentality of constant competition turns a lot of people away from it. But honestly, that is a small 
percentage of people at the gym. For the most part, most people at the gym, they're focusing on their own thing. I'm sure a lot of those people have their own insecurities, so they shut themselves, you know, they shut everything else around them off because they're focusing on themselves. Like, mm. A lot of people have this fear of, oh, I'm going to walk in and everybody's looking at me and everybody's judging me. No, like, everybody feels the same way, so they're, they're focusing on themselves. And then you'll have those guys that are really peacocking it. And they're, they're real loud and boisterous. And, you know, we just we ignore those people. We don't worry about those people. Those people are that's great that you can. It's great that you can lift heavy things wrong. That's cool, bro. Like you, you keep using your shitty form and that's fine. But definitely, that is definitely a major hurdle when going to a gym it takes a little bit to get used to but once you get past that hump of feeling self-conscious then you know you can just you can be in your you be in your element yeah man i, I think when i i first signed up for this year but like after before like corona shit started happening um signing up because like before then i was like man i would you know be cool to go to a gym um, but, like, I'm thinking, like, when I thought of gyms, I thought they all had, you know, like, the best facilities, like, uh, like, that had, like, the higher-end stuff, like, you have, like, basketball courts inside and things like that, like, bigger, like, big city-type shit, in my opinion, because, like, I came to the gyms here, like, Planet Fitness, right, because, uh, Crunch came a little bit later afterwards, but Planet Fitness was, like, the main one here, and I signed up, went and did all that, and before I signed up, I always had, like, the thought of, like, I don't really, why would like to have someone where I could go but also just that self-consciousness of like fuck and I don't want to go in there and be like the most out of shape dude or be like the weakest fucking guy like and then having to be around other people then they notice like that would just like eat at me all the time where I'm like fuck man this, this I don't want to do it I, I won't do it just for that reason and eventually once I signed up started going like you said everyone's doing their own shit like no one like they're paying money to be here to work out they're not paying money to sit there and be like What's up with Jordan? What's up with that kid? What is he doing? You know what I mean? Like, once I kind of got that, I was like, yeah, you just do your own fucking thing. Mind your own business. Keep cool. Like, that's all it is. Like, no one's sitting here, like, paying money to watch other people work out except fucking weirdos. And I didn't really run into that many people like that at all. Like, it's just, like, you're doing your own shit. Exactly. Like, they're paying money. They're paying money to be there to work out. Like, nobody pays money to go to fucking throw shade at and and honestly that's i feel at least for me personally i mean everybody everybody's different but what helped and what still helps get me to, to keep going to keep at it is there's something very i mean it makes sense there's something very cathartic about going to the gym and just you know, putting your stresses into the workout and kind of letting that be your therapy very cathartic. There's something very um, inspiring about this concept of body transformation. You're you're in the gym to change the weight because that's you have control of your own body. And also, I mean, especially in these times where it feels like we have no control of it, we. I know, I'm sure a lot of people feel like, 
you know, they have no control over anything in their lives. You know, our our democratic system is breaking down because of a because of a, a man child fascist. There's a pandemic on fucking the West Coast is on fire. Everything horrible that's out of our control is happening. Mm. But it's 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 almost it's it's a nice distraction to get into the gym and have something that you can at least like at the very least you have control over how you look. You have control over what you do, what what are you focusing on? Do you want to get stronger? Do you wanna get slimmer? Do you wanna what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get faster? Are you trying you know? You have control over it. So at least they you know they personally that gives me peace of mind you know in a world that i feel i can't control at all at the very least i can control that hmm damn that is a deep way of looking at it too i'm with yeah with everything going on shit man i know for me like i didn't mention it earlier uh uh where you said like you know you were working out you were lifting weights you were able to do all these you know physical things but you were still eating poorly. And I think for me, like, when I started going to the gym, I was like, oh, like, you know, like, like, oh, I'm sore as shit. Like you said, it just, like, it feels good to be like, oh, I did that. Like, I feel a little bit better. Or, like, I'm sore, but it, it feels nice in a way, which is weird. So, like, for me, I'm just like, this is this is new. But I'm also just, like, uh, sitting there, and I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm working out, but... Like, my brother works out a little bit, and he was like, my goal is to get a little, just feel stronger. For me, it was a slim down. So for me, I'm just like, oh, if I just do any workouts here at the gym, I'm going to lose weight, right? And it's like, uh, no, you're not. Because uh, I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, I'm, I'm still, at times, eating poorly. So, like, I did have, like, that mindset where I'm like, oh, if I'm just working out, I can still eat, like, shit every once in a while. Or after I work out, I, I built up, I lost the calories to regain them. So I'm just like... I was, I was like, stuck in that cycle where I was, like, I'm not really improving. Like, I'm just running in a, a circle, essentially. Yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of people fall into that trap. And that's what I, yeah, what I was saying earlier is a lot of people, I, I felt, you know, we fall into that trap that we assume, you know, we assume that the, that the calories that we take in eating fast food and the calories that we expend working out, that it's a one-to-one ratio, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely not. I mean, the, the amount, and it's, I mean, it's, it's real, it's a really simplistic view of it. There's a lot more that goes into it, but like, if you look at the amount of calories, the amount of calories in, we'll say a large, like a large Whopper or, or a Big Mac. Mm-hmm. It's got X amount of calories, and then you look at, well, how many calories do I burn running? And the disparity between those two is wild for just one item. I mean, you would need, you know, to burn off, to burn off, like, a Big Mac, a Big Fries, and a Coke. That's more, like, you would need to do some Olympic-level workouts to come close to burning off like one meal that you have in the day so if you're you're eating if you're eating fast food fucking twice a day 
you're not going to come close to to burning it off. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, I fell into that trap and it wasn't until I stopped and I educated myself more on the correlation between, you know, diet, exercise, and body that, you know, nobody, nobody wants to hear that the way to lose weight is, is, you know, a calorie deficit. It's mm-hmm. to eat right, and that's not a calorie deficit. Doesn't mean starve yourself. It means eat right. Like nobody wants to hear that to lose weight, you have to eat healthy because then that excludes so many things that taste good but are fucking terrible for you. But yeah. It wasn't until I started moderating what I was eating, and the way I went about it mm. was not the best way Mm. like i did i did i was doing keto which i mean they like to they like to tell you that it's not starving yourself they like to tell you that no it's it's moderated and it's there's science behind it yeah there's science behind it it's the science of you're starving yourself (laughs) that's i mean really that's that's what it comes down to because the way that it works is that like a very simplistic explanation of it is you stop eating certain foods you stop eating carbs and you stop you stop eating certain you stop eating carbs basically so that your body gets thrown into this survival mode where it's like fuck we don't have we don't have carbs to burn what do we have on hand? Fuck it. Let's just grab this fat and let's start. Let's just start using that for energy. Mm-hmm. So keto is based off of the idea of putting your body in this survival mode where it's like we got nothing else. We got nothing here. Just let's just start ripping the planks off the wall to build this fire. So your body starts burning through its stores of fat. And if you do keto, is not sustainable. They like to say that it's sustainable and it's healthy, but it's not because you hit a point where if you can really fuck yourself up doing it, if you do it, especially if you do it wrong, you know, one aspect of doing it wrong is, I mean, technically you could go to Wendy's and get a triple Baconator. And as long as you throw the bun away and you don't get any ketchup on it, that's keto. Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people like to like, Ooh, (laughs) I have a pound of bacon for breakfast. That's eating healthy. No, like, just because it's within the diet doesn't make it okay. And that's not how I went about it. Like, honestly, when I was doing keto, I was using that as an excuse because I know myself. Like, I know, now I do, but before I did not have the willpower to just cut back on eating shit foods. I did not have, I did not have the willpower to buy yeah, buy a packet of Oreos and say I'm only gonna eat two. I do I do not have that willpower. Like mm. I'm only gonna have like the whole package is gonna be gone by the end of the day. Because I've got a goldfish brain where I'll have my two and then twenty minutes later I'll be like, oh I haven't had Oreos. I'm gonna have two. Like I have the, that goldfish brain. I don't have the willpower. But I know personally, if, if I'm telling myself I'm on this particular 
diet that is that is going to force me to change. But I did go into it knowing that this is not something that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life or even long term. This was just to, I mean, for me, it was the equivalent of, you know, I was addicted to heroin and I locked myself away in a room. You know, I, I it was my cold turkey. But the whole time that I was doing it, I knew, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel that I'm doing this to change my relationship with food. Because at the mm. end, I would say that anybody trying to diet or change the way they eat, it's not so much that you're, like, I don't really like the phrase like being on a diet. Like it's, it should be a lifestyle thing. <laughs> it's, not, it's all on a diet it's a lifestyle <laughs> yeah, oh. well and i mean because the word diet has this implication of it's temporary or it's restrictive or it's it's very clinical it's like taking a round of antibiotics like you're not nobody nobody wants to be doing it diet has so many negative connotations societally but if you change the relationship with food, then that's that just it just becomes part of your life. So so for me now, the idea of eating certain foods, like I don't it's not I I, I won't eat certain foods or if I do it's in very, very small amounts. But mm-hmm. for me it's not oh I'm on a diet, I can't have that. Now, for me, it's just, oh, I just don't eat that. Like, yeah, it's just not something that I, I'm cool. It's not something that, that I have, yeah. you know, like. And when, when you were, as, like, when you were, like, going through that, we were, like, like, you knew, like, certain foods, not only will they, like, like, will they not only put, like, a, like a, a, like a block or, a, like, a wall of me getting to my goal. But like when you saw certain foods, you're like, I know if I eat that, it's gonna derail me. Like it's gonna take me off this path completely, right? Well, yeah. During keto, it's literally that. It's like, oh fuck, if I have a piece of toast, it's gonna stop my body from destroying itself, so I can't have that toast. Mm. Like, so when I was doing keto, it was a literal thing. It was a literal impediment. But now that I like, I haven't been doing keto for I don't know maybe two two plus months now like I've really I've really cut back on it because I got what I needed out of that and yeah I could have gone about it a different way I absolutely could have gone about it a different way it's just that's the way that worked for me Mm -hmm. but that's still it's still very much skirts because it's a crash diet it still very much skirts the skirts the edge of like you know i was doing meal replacement shakes or i was doing Mm. you know fat burners or whatever like it's it's almost it's almost in the same camp it's like dangerously close to that camp but i was able to make it work for me because i didn't just go into it blind i looked up and it's the same way that anytime i undergo any kind of of health regimen or anything, I'll, I will look up articles and I'll look up things 
for it and against it just to have an idea of like okay what are the two sides of this of this issue like mm. and, and then normally if i if i'm reading more cons than pros then i just won't do it and i mean i and actually i take the same approach to working out because it's the same way you know uh diet or, or the way we eat uh, the way we work out there's there are also there are a lot of right answers but there are also a lot of wrong answers and i mean i'm going to take some shots but like one thing that i don't and will never do is crossfit mm. like there's not there's not really anything inherently wrong with crossfit if you do it correctly but the culture the culture of CrossFit makes it very dangerous because CrossFit is, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, high intensity. You're on the move the whole time, but they've turned it into such, it becomes such a, you know, there's such a competitive nature to it that form and safety immediately go out the window. See, like, I've I've heard about CrossFit a little bit where they talk about it. Like, this is kind of, like, even on my end, like, I'm not a, a health or gym person at all. But, like, I heard about it. And then it slowly kind of turned into, like, I started hearing the bad things about it. Where it was, like, holy shit, like, people are getting hurt or getting really messed up from this. And it kind of, like, I don't know how it is nowadays. But I know, like, for me, like, even, like, on my local area, it kind of lost the buzz a little bit. You don't really see people bringing that up too much where they were, like... Uh, shit like when you start when you <clears throat> see people getting hurt in that way or like at that rate from what I was seeing like on articles I was like this isn't gonna last like it's I don't think this will spread as fast as I, I think it will oh no no I mean CrossFit's a huge it's a huge thing globally but that's the thing that's why that's why so many of the memes that you see mm. that's why so many of the jokes that you see are about getting injured during because they, they don't and like I said, you know, there are some, there are aspects of the CrossFit workout that could be beneficial, you know, doing high intensity, a high intensity mix of cardio and weightlifting is good, but if you have horrible form, then you're going to hurt yourself. And that horrible form comes from the CrossFit mentality is, is all flash. It's get the, you know, you do, do more reps than the next guy. Do it faster than the next guy. Fucking be a rock star. But you can't be a rock star, and you can't be a super flashy-looking rock star, but still have good form. Because good form, you need to practice that. You need to develop good form. And you can't develop good form if you go to a CrossFit gym and, and the trainer from day one is like, I'm going to bring you up kick your ass this is gonna fucking we're going fast and hard and it's it's gross i mean it's the same concept of like for example um i'm helping a co-worker of mine to lose weight and start to get into weightlifting mm-hmm. and you know he's an older guy and when we started uh when we started and, and i mean you know i'm tr- i'm trying to work towards getting 
certified as a personal trainer. Like that, I've decided that that's something yeah, I really smart. enjoy, and I would really enjoy, you know, teaching people how to improve themselves. And I've always told myself that, you know, for me, like if I like if I were your trainer, like I'm Jordan's trainer. Uh-huh. The first things that I would be teaching you is not, you know, like if you and me went to the gym, it's not going to be all right. We're going to fucking bang out some some bench presses and then I'm going to make a deadlift and you're going to do some pull-ups. No, the first few sessions are going to be showing you the moves and you're going to be doing them. You, you're not necessarily going to leave that first week having your ass kicked, waking up sore, you can't move. It's going to be a lot of... This is the form. I'm going to teach you why this is the form. I'm going to teach you why doing the form badly is going to hurt you. Like, for example, we'll say squatting, a back squat. You know, bar on the back, you're squatting down. Mm. A lot of people take it, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, we'll take that move, for example. Okay, so you have the bar on your back. You see a lot of people, they make the mistake of the way that they hold the bar. You know, the way that you hold the bar when you're doing a back squat is you need to keep your wrists uh, in line. You don't bend the wrists because, you know, you hurt yourself. It's not good body mechanics. Um, keeping your neck neutral. When you see a lot of these guys do squats, they and the old school mentality, which is what my, you know, this, this coworker of mine, when we were getting into the concept of squats, he was like, oh, when you squat, you look you look straight up to the ceiling. It's like, no, that is the old school fucking mentality before mm-hmm. we realized that. I hey, remember that in good. high school a little bit too. Like, I think I think some of like the older kids were in and I was like, that shit's fucking weird. Like, why are we looking straight up? Or like, not straight up, but like they're looking up or toward the bar again. And I'm like, I don't yes, get that. exactly. And that's, that was the old school mentality of like, you fucking, you look up because you're visualizing, like that's, keep your eye on it, whatever, for yeah. whatever reason. But if you do that, you're going to hurt yourself. Like it may, it's not, a, it, it's not a guaranteed injury, but you start loading up that weight, there's a high chance that you're going to herniate a disc because you're throwing your spine out of alignment. Like that's mm. why they, the, the concept of the neutral spine when you're deadlifting, when you're squatting, when you're lifting, keep your you keep your you keep your uh, neck neutral so that you don't hurt your you know it's kind of important to not herniate a disc, to not hurt your spine, you know, the thing that keeps us upright and, and walking. Yeah. So so I know you're, you said you were on like the path of personal trainer. I've talked to you about being some type of nutritionist or YouTube channel, something like that. Because so I'm like, damn, you seem to know your shit. What do you what What do you think would come, should come first, a diet plan or the workout side of things? The diet. The diet. The diet. I would say like if you needed to focus on one thing over the other, I would say get your diet right mm. first. Well, I mean, I guess it. it depends it depends on what you're going for like if you're trying to be an olympic strong man if you're trying to be fucking you know half thor bjornsson 
then maybe maybe the workout plan first. You know, put a little more effort into learning how to work out like a power lifter because it doesn't matter. You know, being a power lifter, you don't have to worry about you know eating in such a way that you lose weight. Right. Like that's that's a you know, it's not the same. You know, if you were if you wanted to be a physique, you know, if you want to do physique competitions, get your diet right because you're going to need to learn how to lose weight in the places you need to lose it, how to, you know, how to, how to moderate your, your body composition. But I think, I think for the average person just wanting to be healthy, wanting to improve their quality of life, the way to improve your quality of life with the diet and exercise routine is going to be like 90% your diet and the rest is how you work out. Like I said, for me, when I was heavy but working out, it wasn't until I cleaned up my diet that I actually started to see physical changes in how I look. And even now, maintaining the look is it's not what I'm doing in the gym. It's, it's on the diet side. I'm, yeah, it's how I'm eating. Mm, okay. Because I know, I know for me, um, uh, like like you said, you know, like you wanted to uh, slim down, but like out of high school and such. Like I, I did sports and stuff, but like I was never in the weight room or things like that. I was just like, if it's practice or game, I'm there. If it's not, I'm not. That's how I was. Um, I just didn't see the importance of it, but. As I got older, um, I just I, I became a workaholic at sixteen, like just working nights, things like I've always been busy at work or you know doing a lot of overtime. For me, it was always my mindset of like I'm, I'm not exercising at this time at all either. That after working these long hours or putting all these extra days of work, it you treat yourself to a meal and such, or you go out to eat and things like that. And it's really like like now that I'm older, like. Like when I was like eighteen or like nineteen around there, like um, I I was still like kind of smallish, one fifty around there, but I actually wanted <laughs> to get bigger, but like not by working out. I just like wanted to put on weight and such, cause it was just like that mindset of like I don't want to like my, my mindset. I was like I don't want to be like that little like scrawny stick kid anymore. Like I was like I just want to be heavier to have some weight on me in a way. And, uh, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not, like, I've never been, like, a sweets guy where, like, I'm eating cookies, cakes, and, uh, cook, like, just cookies from Walmart or anything like that. And at times, I, I'm, I'm really just, like, uh, a liquids guy. So, like, like, so, like, sometimes sodas at times for a little bit, but, like, I'm really, like, a, a juice guy. Like, high sugar juice, like, where it's, like, lim- lemonades, like, like, my lemonades, if I, if I make it. My shit is so sweet after you take a drink, you're smacking your lips because you're like, damn, that was way too strong. But for me, I'm just like, that's my favorite stuff. So for me, it was never like I'm eating tons of food. I'm not really watching my meals. It's just that I'm just drinking those juice li- all the time. Yeah, just all the time. That's like my calories. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, what a lot of, that's what a lot of people kind of, a lot of people don't realize. Like they kind of discount those, those, those liquid calories. Like they don't realize... Like people, we assume that juice. Oh, it's made from fruits, so it mm-hmm. must be good for you. Well, no, because it's it's all the sugars, but none of the fibers that help. You know, the reason that that apple is is good for you is because there's you know it's got 
all the nutrients. It's got it's got everything in there. But when you take out only, you know, if you take out everything except for the sugars, then yeah, it, you we've changed it to where it's not good for you. Like it's not. There's a reason you don't bite into an apple and it's all it's just juice. It's just you know. Yeah. There's, there's exactly. so much more to it but once we process it then we you know we we don't pro- especially with like if you look up if you look into the history of you know just how the how the sugar industry has railroaded uh, nutritional science and how they've bullied and bought their way into the American diet it's astounding. Like I think, um, I think they they had they were trying to do just the fact that I think there was at one point they were trying to determine sugar's effect on the body, mm. and that industry they basically they bought they bought the results. Like they pushed their own study that said, oh, no, there's no conclusive link between sugar and obesity when all of the science pointed to that being the case. Like, so, yeah, we're sold juice, and it's ooh, it's, it's a health product. I mean, if you buy those... Yeah, uh, I mean, if you, like the, if you look at, like, even, like, uh, youth sports, like, what's, the, what's one of the few things that you see, like, popping up around that time of the year? Juice packs, apple juice packs. Juice packs. Gatorade, like yeah. Gatorade, for, like if you take a look, if you take a look at the, the amount of sugar that's in a Gatorade, it's crazy. But damn, I didn't even think about that. Because the way the way they advertise yeah. it, it's like you know, it's the major athletes are drinking this. Like, this is their go-to. Exactly, and for me, that's kind of what I always assumed. It's like, oh, you know, fucking. Michael Jordan drinks Gatorade, and he's a. If I drink Gatorade, then I'll be an athlete. Like, mm-hmm. and then also we kind of don't. We just like every time I saw. I remember it was always weird to me to see Powerade as as an option in fast food places. And I don't know if maybe there's that aspect of like, oh, instead of getting a soda, I'm gonna get Powerade because that's what athletes drink. Mm-hmm. But if all you do is drink Powerade. But you don't exercise, you don't, you don't just taking, expel don't those electrolytes, yeah. then you're going to get kidney stones, or you're not kidney stones, you're going to get, uh, um, you're going to get stones. It's the, accum- uh, the accumulation of, of, um, of like minerals in the body. Mm. Um, so let me, let me paint you a picture of what my diet was at one point and in some ways it probably still is uh like i said in a way workaholic or just i don't you know like they, they always paint the picture and like the way it is like three meals a day right and snacks in between at the most um for me i never really eat breakfast rarely if i do it's like two pop tarts which aren't the healthiest but that's what it is um normally never eat breakfast lunch again that's usually a very small thing if a sandwich or 
maybe uh, some noodles, which aren't exactly the be- like the high tier of health. And at dinner, at times I'm from like like a, usually a normal uh, a regular meal. Uh, but for me, it if I'm going through like every day, I was going through every day like two maybe two meals a day, and all between that, it's I'm normally drinking juice or every once in a while, uh, like juice and water. And most of my meals, if anything, were at night, like past like 10, 11, 12-ish, going into that range. That's where I kind of calm myself from. It's like, this doesn't, isn't normal. Because I, I started to notice like now that, not, and now I'm just like, okay, you're finding yourself that you're overeating at times or you're getting like, you're getting a big meal and you're just like, I don't even want a fourth of this. Like, it's just here. And all between that, like at times, like I would just be like, well, I'm not just not going to eat for the day. I'm just going to drink juice. So again, and this is also in, like hard, this is with no exercise, put it that way. It's just more like, I don't know. You're just like, in a way you're setting yourself to fail, but it's just like all around like, uh, finding a diet plan for that or trying to change to a diet plan. I think that was like, that's where I'm stuck at. And that's why, and that's why I'm, that's why I like to stress it's it's less about finding a quote unquote diet, but figuring out what your relationship is with food. So like you're saying that you drink a lot of juice. Why do you drink a lot of juice? Is it because it tastes good? Is it because you think it's healthy? Is it I think for me it's like uh, a little maybe like growing up with it kind of, but like for me, um, I don't like I don't like I just don't really drink alcohol. Like even when like at nights you seem like I don't drink alcohol or I don't I don't like to drink. Uh, rarely smoke weed but it's just like i don't like i like if if uh if you had something that you're like this is uh like i guess a guilty treat or something like that like juice is my go-to like i can have that at any time and it's just like if i'm working through the day this is keeping me awake because like i said i'm staying up late at times eating or just like not having not the best sleep schedule so i'm just like this is what i do like if i'm out at late it's water or juice juice like that's that's all i drink like it's just like an, an energy thing to like keep you awake but it's also just like i don't drink alcohol so this is like this is my alternative to like ooh, this is my this is my treat. yeah that's my thing where i'm like this is my go-to because i'm like like i've cut back on it quite a bit but I've j- i just noticed over those years i knew over those years i was like this is my alternative to alcohol and what mo- like most people around me are drinking like i just prefer this like this is like for me i'm just like Oh, this like my mindset was like I, I drink juice like I know like alcohol is like bad to drink for you and like such amounts and it's bad from the first drink where I'm like juice juice has to be better for you you know like not reading any of the sugar stuff or the nutrition of it I'm just like this is this is better than that so like just being like well it's not as bad as alcohol so I can drink as much of it as I want that I think that was my mindset through that yeah and 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 that's the thing and so if you think about it if that's if that's all it is, if it's, oh, well, drinking juice is better than drinking alcohol. Well, first of all, like it's saying, you know, like if you swapped out juice for alcohol, how, like, it sounds like the amount of juice that you're drinking, if that were alcohol, you'd be an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. That's, that's where it's just like, I, like, I, I, I'm, if it was, it was like, yeah, you're an alcoholic, you're, you're a juiceaholic, but also just being like, this thing isn't as bad as that thing, so I don't need it, and you don't need to watch it, essentially. But that comparison, it's, yeah, I mean, juice isn't as bad. We'll say, 
juice isn't as bad as alcohol. Yeah, the juice isn't as bad as as alcohol for your liver, Mm. but, I mean, let's say, let's say you were a diabetic. Like, if you were a diabetic, juice would be way worse for you than, I don't know, a shot of vodka, we'll say. Like, just in terms of, in in terms of it affecting your your diabetes. But that's, it's still not, you can't say, oh, well, you know, I do, I do coke because it's better (laughs) than shooting up meth. But yeah, okay, maybe. I guess comparatively, like it would be better to do a line of coke than to shoot up something that that somebody just kind of cooked up with some fucking household chemicals. Right. Comparatively, but that doesn't make the thing that you're replacing it with good. It's just less destructive. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not saying never drink juice, but Oh yeah, like, saying, the way like, that it was, it was like it was like yeah, like on some like like if, like alcohol, it's like wake up drinking it, lunch, dinner, things like that. Like for me, it's just like like it's always like you always have a, a cup in your hand. Like that's how it was. Like, yeah, like if that's your little treat to yourself, guilty pleasure, does it really make it a treat if you're having it all the time? Yeah, like it's not really a treat if you're if you're having it at every meal if you're having juice all the time yeah so i think that that's i think that, that was for me and then like also like i noticed like the eating where i was like if i'm just working all the time like i'm eating two times a day so it's like you find yourself like one of these meals it feels like you're making up for the meal you missed at breakfast and then two you're also just like like if you're already working so much you're just like you're, you're not going to take the time to make something you're just gonna be like let me just get something let me just get a fast food or things like that because even now like getting fast food i'm just like the rare occasion that i get it i'm just like you know you don't like when you get home you're just like i don't even want this i don't even like you look at it and you're just like why like that, that's how i'm like I'm just like why did i get this like i'm not even gonna really enjoy this it's it's like the worst thing for you in like five minutes yeah and i mean honestly like if that's it is it's hard it's hard when it's hard for people that 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 have like a working schedule it, it is hard to eat right because you know that ready-made meal mm-hmm. is right there like nobody honestly nobody unless you enjoy cooking nobody wants to work a nine-to-five job and then have to come home and put the effort into cooking so the allure of oh i can buy this thing and microwave it or i can buy this thing and just pop it in the oven or i can stop off at mcdonald's and i've got quote unquote dinner it's super appealing but again that's why that's why i think a lot of people need to change their relationship with with food they need to change it to be you know a healthier relationship and also to enjoy it like there mm-hmm. is a joy in cooking. There's a there's a there's a pride in it because you can say this is the thing that I made and I know what went into it, and and nine times out of ten, what goes into what we cook is going to be better than if we bought it processed. Like if you buy a Stouffer's lasagna versus you go out and you buy 
you know, you buy the sauce and you buy the noodles and you buy what you're putting into it, it's yeah. going to be a little bit better. It's going to be less preservative. It's going to be a lot less, you know, sodium, things like that. I mean, honestly, if you want to be, if you want to be real bougie about it, you can take a step further and, you know, you go and buy the ingredients to make the sauce to, you know, you buy tomatoes and you buy the flour and, you, you know, it's, it's, there's more agency in what we're eating when we're actively cooking it. I mean, you know, for example, like today is going to be, today is, is kind of a cheat day for me and I'm having, I'm like, I'm going to, I'll admit it, I'm having pizza, but mm. I'm not buying a DiGiorno. Like, make, making, I'm making the dough <laughs> and it's, this, you know, that's a treat. You know, it's going to feel like a treat because I didn't just go to Walmart and pick up a frozen thing that I could have every night of the week. Like, there was some work that went into it, and you can, you can appreciate, you can appreciate it. Yeah, I think, I think for me too, like, um, I, I grew up with a single mom household where she was always at work, so it's like, She's not gonna be able to cook every night. She doesn't. She doesn't want to cook anyway. But she's like, to take the time to make that meal is gonna be too much from work and having two kids. Uh, for me, even now, like something that I do is that I, it's like you where you're like you don't want to cook because you like you know what you're comfortable with and you know what you know. Like you're just like you don't want to step out of that boundary of like. For me, I know like dieting all that stuff is super important, but like just like the effort gets put into like counting calories getting certain ingredients things like that it's just like that will take time and effort and it's like are you willing to put in that time and effort because for me i know that my go-to meals are having you know my classic uh ramen noodles that i have i have no idea about the nutrition of them i know that they're they're basically a there they're, there they are meal like it's just there and uh another thing that i usually have is like like i'm i'm like, if you went into my kitchen, if it was just me, it would be, like, four or five things for a span of two to three weeks. Because it's just what I know, and it's just quick and easy, but, again, most likely not the healthiest. Because I'm still sitting here, like, like I, I have a full-time job. I have, you know, everything in order, financial, stuff like that. But it's just, like, I still eat, like, the bare minimum of, like, oh, here's ramen noodles. Here's, like, dollar frozen, like, 100% just one dollar frozen pizzas. This is not the best tasting stuff in the world. This is not the healthiest stuff in the world. But it's just like, you know it. Where it's just like, part of you is just like, I'm comfortable with this. I've ate this before. And it's like, you don't want to be like, oh, like, part of you is like, I don't want to be like, like you said, like, bougie or uppity in a way, kind of. But also, you're just like, this is what I know. Like, I'm still, I'm still eating this. I'm still working hard for things I want. Like, it's just like that weird mindset. You're like, this is what I know. This is what I got. Right. And that's the thing is like you can have that, but healthy because that's like you know I work I work full time mm. I I work out like I have my things that I need to do but my like for example like you don't have to cook a four course meal every night to be healthy like my go to is um, it'll be you know my protein and my veggies so like for the last couple of weeks. My go-to has been, you know, I buy swai, fish. So I have my frozen swai, um, bell peppers, 
squash and asparagus. And so what I'll do is, you know, when I leave for work that morning, I'll take I'll take a swipe, I'll take I'll take a fish out, I'll put it into defrost, and uh, I have my my veggies. Usually, I'll usually I'll chop my veggies like on a Sunday. I'll buy I'll buy a few a couple bell peppers, a couple squash. I'll chop that up and I'll put it in Tupperware, and it's in the fridge. And so during the week, you know, I take my fish, I throw it in the fridge. When I get home from work or when I get home from working out, I will, you know, turn the oven on, throw the swai on some foil, you know, oil it up a little bit, maybe a little salt, whatever. Like you can buy seasoning mixes where it's just like, okay, just take the fish out, you know, take the fish out, throw it on the pan, throw some seasoning on it, boom, in the oven. 15 minutes, take my veggies that are already chopped, throw them in a pan with a little bit of butter, saute them, you know, toss them around a little bit. They don't need, you know, you don't need all kinds of fancy sauces. If I'm, if I feel like I want a sauce, I, there, you can buy any number of pre-mixed sauces that you can just toss in the pan and, and there you go, or put it in after the fact and there you go. And boom. That's, that's it, you know, I, I would have taken however long it takes to preheat the oven, plus 15 minutes for the fish, the veggies you've already cut, you cut them on Sunday, or even if you need to cut them right then and there, like it doesn't take a lot of effort to cut the veggies. Yeah. And you have a meal that, like, I know what went into that meal. Uh, it's not processed. Um, I control, like, the, the worst of it's going to be whatever sauce I put into it, which I can choose to not have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know that's my plan for the week. So the next day, boom, swai in the fridge to defrost. I still got veggies left over, and there you go. Like it's it's the same. It's the same. There's a little more work that goes into it because you have to like physically cook this stuff. But eating healthy doesn't have to mean, you know. It's an episode of Iron Chef every yeah. night. It just means, you know, it just means that you gotta like instead of microwaving the thing, you just you toss it in the because I don't own a microwave. Oh damn! Like I don't own a yeah I don't own a microwave because I always told myself that if I own a microwave, it's it's the same thing. It's a willpower thing. Like if I owned a microwave, I know that I'm gonna be tempted to fucking buy some hot pockets because it's so easy mm-hmm. to just pop it into the fucking microwave but and i know you guys oh, well you could you can make hot pockets in the oven first of all who the fuck is making hot pockets in the oven yeah i don't know like, who the fuck is taking that much extra effort for a hot pocket exactly like you don't love you're eating a hot pocket you don't love yourself enough to yeah. <laughs> If you're eating a hot pocket, you're not looking for, like, the highest qualities of food. You're just like, exactly. i got to make it like, to the next the, meal. The only reason you're not eating that hot pocket frozen is because it's going to hurt your teeth. <laughs> so, like, I know personally, like, if I were to buy a hot pocket, I, I'm going to talk myself, like, I have the time that the oven's preheating. I'm going to talk myself out of it. I'm going to be like, yo, you don't need, you're preheating the oven. Fucking make something good so do you consider because i know we talk about like you know you know addictions or things like that that we like are are guilty pleasures do you consider food as a type of addiction because i know for me 
I kind of put it on there because as someone that's, you know, like if, if you're if you're a very busy person, you work a lot, things like that, having a going out to a good meal in a way is just like kind of it can be like an uplifting thing where you're like, this feels good. I like this, um, but I'm not feeling good or if I'm busy at work or things like that. I'm like, oh, remember I had that meal. It's almost like I, like you could recall that memory by eating food, which I've, I've heard of like people getting caught with that they feel like they're addicted to that because of the feeling the food brings them which i I can relate to that in a way you know certain memories of like you know certain foods that can be a thing but some people go above that uh some people i know for like i know for myself like i said um most thing i I never drink out really got into alcohol or drinking it i feel like a lot of it smells or tastes bad um so for me like my alternative was juice like this isn't gonna mess me up i can still drive home wherever i'm at um a lot of sugar but i know like i'm sitting here saying it's not as bad as that so would you consider food a type of an addiction oh absolutely like food addiction is a real thing and i mean emotionally mm-hmm. physiologically sugar that that's why that, that's why the history of our relationship with sugar sugar is addictive like it is as addictive as Oh, I remember like, um, I watched a documentary about a, a tribe called Quest or something, and I, like Five Dog was on there, and he like I I don't really I know some other music, whatever, but I just saw it. I love documentaries, and I'm watching this about this these rap group, and he was talking about where he's like I'm he's like this is this is addicting sugar like sugar well, that's alone. The thing. It's like yeah, there, there have been studies that prove like. When we have sugar, it lights the same parts of the brain as hard drugs. And that's why, like, sugar is absolutely an addictive substance, but we allow it the same way we allow alcohol. We allow Mm. sugar because the people that represent sugar have really good lawyers and they have a lot of money. It's the same way dairy. It's like dairy. Which that's a whole that's a topic for a whole other day, but mm. dare, we're not supposed to drink milk. Like it's not. I don't know if people drink that milk anyway. It's fucking weird. I'll put it to you this way. Think about it this way. Milk, milk. What's milk supposed to do? It's supposed to take a tiny little calf and turn it into a giant cow. So what does that do when we drink it? Mm. Milk. It, it's all. It's fat. And it's sugar because that calf needs that to bulk up because it's supposed to be a big motherfucker. It's the same way that human breast milk has it has the nutrients a baby needs, it has the antibodies, it has all this it's milk is an amazing thing. Milk is formulated by the mom to give the baby what it needs God to survive. God damn, I never baby. thought of that. Oh, the, the cow thing. God damn, Ivan. That Absolutely. Was genius. So that's, I mean, that, that's what really drove it home for me was someone put it to me like that and it's like, oh yeah, that's what milk's supposed to do. The milk that comes out of cows isn't made, it was not made for us to put on cereal and to whip into fucking ice cream. No, it's to take tiny animals and yeah. turn it into a big fucking cow like that's what it's what it's supposed to do so what so exactly what does it do to us when we hijack it to drink ourselves like i mean yeah. honestly it 
it's akin to some other species coming in and and milking human women and you know that breast milk is not you know there, and it, I mean there's an emotional aspect to it there's a lot there's a lot to dairy there's there is a there is an inherent cruelty to dairy there really is and again that's a topic for another day like I I've been vegan uh, I'm not right now mm. um, but the, I mean you know, if you can if you can get past them being on such a high horse about their morality, there is a lot of good to the vegan lifestyle. Yeah, it's just it's hard because so many vegans are so. Well, see, with that too, not with the vegan ve- I don't know veganism is what it's called, but uh, vegetarian being vegetarian. Uh, for a span, I remember. In high school, I was like, man, I think I'm going to try just being vegetarian. And this is when I was like still here in New Mexico in the Southwest. I was in TRC at the time. And I was like, man, I just want to be vegetarian because like, I think my mom and brother were doing it. And when you hear people talk about it, like, oh, look, look at what we're doing, da-da-da. And I'm just like, it didn't seem, I was like, that's cool. Like, cool. But like, I was like, I'm going to give it a shot just to you know, see what's up, you know. I try it. I'm eating stuff for like two, three weeks. And I'm kind of just sitting there, and I'm like, for me, I can honestly say it wasn't that. Like, I didn't, I didn't do the vitamins thing. My mom was like, you need to take vitamins to replace the proteins, whatever. I didn't do that because I just wanted to try it out alone with just veggies and lettuce and shit and salads and all that. Did all that, and I was, I was being vegetarian, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, this isn't, this doesn't feel horrible. I mean, it didn't feel hard to do, but then it was just kind of like. When you're limited in the Southwest and uh, on a limited income household, you're just like, shit, there's nothing else to eat. Like, there's not much options. So you're just like, okay, I'm being vegetarian, but, like, how long am I really going to eat salad for every fucking meal of the day? You know what I mean? Like, Um, it's just that time. All right. I will say say that that is the pitfall to – that is the pitfall to going into – vegetarianism or veganism without a plan mm-hmm. the reason that you see so many unhealthy vegans or unhealthy vegetarians is because they think oh vegetarian means salad every meal no like there there is a wide variety of fruits and vegetables that you can do all kinds of things with like right and also the whole the protein thing the reason that we needed to eat the reason that we used to need to eat meat was because we used to have to hunt the motherfucker down. Yeah. So we would expend a lot of energy. We don't hunt our food. So we don't need that high protein from a large steak because we didn't go out and strangle the fucking cow to death. Like that's the, the a serving size. The suggested serving size for a piece of meat is the size of your palm when was the last time you had a burger or a steak or a piece of fish or a piece of chicken that was just the size of your palm like honestly i like if if you went to a restaurant oh never never in a restaurant no that's always over served it's always twice as much exactly if you went to a restaurant and you ordered fucking the chicken breast and they brought you a chunk of meat that was the size of your plate you'd be pissed you'd be like what the fuck is this 
but that's like we don't hunt the animals so we so all those people that are like oh well, we need proteins like no you don't because you're not out there hunting your food and even if you're like if you're a motherfucker that's in the gym all the time even then there are other sources of protein that are cleaner that are less destructive to the environment that are mm. less horrible like i don't i don't eat red meat i don't eat red meat anymore because it has been linked to cancer it's been what is red meat i've heard of people bring that up what is red Red meat yeah like beef beef like beef Ah. um so you have the red meats it's like it's basically just beef Ah, Uh, and then pork is different you know pork and the white meats and then you have poultry and then you have fish my diet honestly my diet now is predominantly like my protein quote unquote is predominantly fish and then every now and again like like for me personally like my guilty pleasure food is wings Uh that's my like ooh, i feel a little bad but for me like my guilty pleasure food is not something that i have every day like i will like maybe on maybe in the middle of the week or maybe after a particularly heavy workout be like get some wings but i do also understand that there is you know the way that we farm poultry and the way that those animals are treated and the resources on waste like there is i do i am not uh i have no delusions that i probably shouldn't be eating that stuff and i am trying to change my outlook on it to maybe to get away from poultry I know that there is a there is a sort of a burden to my guilty pleasure being you know chicken like there's there's kind of a there's there's kind of a a toll that it takes Mm. but but yeah like I don't like I don't eat the wings I don't eat the fish thinking like oh I work out a lot I need this no like I could easily take vegan protein some you know vegan protein powders and I can just you know eat more fruits and veg or eat more veggies that are that are, are not veggies uh, eat um, like more legumes more beans more more foods that are natural more nuts there are non-meat proteins that are just as good because I'm not hunting anything. I'm just yeah. working out. I'm just lifting. Like that's I don't need it. Like so yeah, that's it's there there is there is so much to diet. There's too much to just go into it without doing even the most cursory of research. Mm. See, have you have you ever did you ever go to a doctor like before like like a, a like physicals? I used to got physicals at work. But did you ever like tell like did you tell them or like someone else like a medical profess- professional like, hey, I'm wanting to lose weight. What is your opinion or what is your game plan that you're recommending? Have you ever done that before? Well, they would give us the, they would they would included with our physicals. They would give us literature about a healthy diet plan, but okay. their literature is. It's the shit that, that our government peddles, which is uh, the food I pyramid. See. Yeah. You know, the food pyramid, which includes 
trust them because they're gonna and it's not because it's not some Illuminati conspiracy <laughs> theory thing it's just they're going with what's what's selling the, and what they can get to the yeah, with what the government is like with what the health professionals are saying like they're you know they're working for the city like they're working with the city so they're not going to be peddling these like quote unquote radical ideas about vegetarianism vegan you know they're not really going to be peddling that because that's not in vogue right now yeah I mean I did I did get I do get good information from them like for example I take I take a I try to I try to take in a lot of fiber in my diet, but I also take fiber supplements because you know at one point my cholesterol was a little high, and um, the the doctor advised, oh, "Well, if you take if you take fiber, that'll help lower your cholesterol." And then this was and the reason that my cholesterol was a little bit high <clears throat> was because I fell into the habit, I into a really bad habit of um, a guilty pleasure of mine would be eating a lot of cheese mm. especially yellow, yellow cheeses yellow cheeses really bad for you in terms of cholesterol so you know and that's something that I broke away from and along with not eating dairy I don't eat cheese per se like I I have and again like it's all you can't be militant about it Otherwise, like, we still have to sort of enjoy ourselves. Yeah. But we do have to also understand that maybe the things that we enjoy may not be the best. So, like, mm. for example, I'm still a sucker for Parmesan and feta. Like, feta cheese, you know, I still, I love the Medi- I love a Mediterranean diet, you know. A mm. lot of fish, a lot of, a lot of veggies, some feta, like, that's still... You know, Greek food is my jam. Um, <laughs> but the way that I'm, yeah. I'm hearing it is that, like, you under, I, you understand that, like, that's something that you have to be mindful of. Because for me, like, in, in we're, like, when I was, like, 18 or so, like, I was in cruises, and I'm just, like, and I come from a small town where the only thing you have around is Mexican restaurants. Not the healthiest from the start, but it's just, like, not much differential in, like the food types so you're like shit you get to cruises and you're like look at all these different foods look at this this and this um and for me like i don't know i, I just like i just i just i have like the idea of like good food is like you said wings like i like wings buffalo wild wings uh wing stop every once in a while uh it's just like it's quick and fast and it's just like it's cool to eat, like, it's good to eat, and it's cool to eat, really. like, I'm getting wings, like, that sounds, like, that's just, like, a cool thing to do, you know, and it's just, like, you understand, where you're, like, okay, this is stuff I like, but I'm also mindful of it, for me, I was just more of, like, yo, it's, like, 11 o'clock, we still gonna get wings, y'all gonna drink, like, I'm still gonna get juice, wings, there's fries, like, just, you're just taking it in, taking it in, taking it in, and you're just, like, I'm not thinking of it later on, that's where... I think I was at. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we we need to go... Like, everything that we do, we can't... Diet and exercise, we cannot be on autopilot when we do these things. They have to be things that you go into with a plan and with understanding because there are so many ways that we can, that we can and do 
fuck ourselves up by not being mindful of how we work out, uh, how we eat, the things we eat. Like, that's too... We wouldn't... You wouldn't take... You wouldn't take... Like, if you went... If you were sick and someone gave you a bottle of pills, no label, they didn't tell you what it was, and they're like, just take these. You wouldn't just blindly take a pill. So why do we blindly eat? Why do we blindly go to the gym and just start moving shit around? Like, it's not until you have a plan and you're mindful, and that's why, you know, people... That's why... That's why The Rock looks the way he does. That's why Terry Crews looks the way he does. I mean, part of it is also that they're fucking, they're millionaires and they can afford to consult nutritionists yeah. and, and personal trainers. But there you go. Like, they have access to informed, informed dieting plans and informed mm. workout plans. And, I mean, honestly, you don't need... A PhD in nutrition. You just we have everything. It goes by. It goes back to you know. They say, well, look it up. Yeah, I mean, look it up. Look it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you ask me for my opinion, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give you the wealth of my knowledge, but I will also add the caveat of, you know, everything that worked for me worked for me. That was my yeah personal that was my personal journey you have your own journey so everything i tell you also do some research look stuff up and if there's something that i tell you that you look into and you find some literature that says okay well maybe you could try it this other way then you can either come back to me and say, hey, well, I, did you know about this? And all I, I may tell you, it's like, oh, yeah, I knew about that, but I don't do that personally. <clears throat> and at that point, you can make the decision to to do it or not do it. And you, you know, you've informed yourself. Yeah, I think going into it, most people that are like, I want to lose weight, they're like, what's the one surefire answer to lose? Like, even if you go through Google, you search up, you know, certain words, it's like, how do I lose x amount of pounds in 30 days and such and you're like you know a lot of people are looking this up to find that like everyone's trying to find the sure fire answer way of like that's how you do it and it's weird because also like in the media of like tv shows there's like you know back then there was like the biggest loser and like tlc where they're showing these shows where like we're just losing weight and it's like with the biggest loser i remember watching that a little bit and I remember just like you're kind of just seeing like montage clips of them working out, and it's like we just lost four twenty pounds in a week or so, things like that. And it's like, ah, holy shit, dude. But I'm like, that's that was from extreme cases in a way. But I'm like, holy shit. But like they don't, I don't, I don't really remember seeing the show talk about the dieting side of like, or what they did for them on the nutrition side of them. They were just like, why do you eat? This and this work out. All right. Because that doesn't make for good TV. It doesn't make for good TV to show the person on The Biggest Loser fucking eating a well-prepared meal. Mm-hmm. Like what's get, what's gonna sell is let's you know let's let's show some let's show some hefty people on a treadmill. Like mm-hmm. it's not gonna sell to like let's show some some dudes sit down and do asparagus and fish. Like 
that's and that's why we we need to stop looking at we need to stop looking at what we see on TV or on social media in terms of just like the flash. We need to understand that it's a process. It's a slow process, but it's it persistence. Like you don't build your ideal body overnight. It takes years mm. in some cases, depending on what you're what you're going. Yeah, I think that was kind of the thing that opened my mind to where I was like, there's not a surefire answer. But seeing, like, being younger, seeing it on TV, you're just like, oh, you just work out super fucking hard, and then, like, that shit just drops off like that, which isn't true. Everybody is different. And also, just, like, there was different people on that show. Like, there was, like, Samoan people, and I'm like, there's different diets for every different region of the world. Like, you have to account that. But yeah. on the show, they're just like, you're just working out. You're just working out the whole time. You fucking drop this shit easy. So I think for me, like, because for me, like I said, I, 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 for some reason in my mind, I don't know why, but I was like, I just want to get heavier. Um, I, I thought it would be like, I'm like, a, I don't know, that's a smart thing to do, but I'm like, I just, I, like, I just want to get bigger. Like, I, I just don't want to look, I don't want to be like that scrawny Asian person that's just sticking bones, being small. And I'm just like, just want to be heavier. I just like want to have some weight on me. But then like, as I'm older, I'm like, that wasn't the smartest thing to do. One. But two is also just like, it was gonna happen anyway. Just by my bad trace of habits of like, dude, you're just drinking juice all day. You're not eating a regular meal. You're eating at irregular times, which is fucking up your clock. So, it was just like a lot of that was gonna happen anyway. But then like just being older now, I'm just like, oh shit! Like, there's so many different like programs, online, reaching out to a physician. There's so many different things. Like you're not gonna find the one surefire answer to like. How do I drop thirty pounds in thirty days? You know. Yeah, there's there's multiple there's multiple ways to do it, ranging from super unhealthy to to healthy. But I do have to, and we could we could talk about this if you want to do a follow up down the line. Yeah, I man. do. I do have to go. For sure, for sure. Um, no, man. Thank you for your time. I, again, thank you, Ivan, for showing up. I'm gonna put all your socials in the, the bottom, and you know, put that out there. But no, man, thanks for your time. Like I said, this is just really just to pick your brain on, like, how you do things, what's your mindset, how this works. But, yeah, thank you for your time, man. Of course. And, I mean, again, like, later on the line, if you want to get into more focused stuff, I would absolutely love to. But Yeah, dog, for sure. Thank you for your time, man. You have a good one. All right, man. You too. Thank you so much. For sure, man. Stay safe out there. All right. Later. So guys, yeah, that was with my boy Ivan. Uh, you're gonna see all of his show socials in the bottom, and uh, show him some love. Came out, helped me out today with this, and helped me learn quite a lot. Thank you. Start you again, clear it out.